have finally made it to Friday. Welcome everybody to yet another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. You are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan. And I am so glad to be here today as can you believe it's Friday? As SEC Media Days wrapped up yesterday, as college football is just around the corner, a month away, and we're going to have college football games. Oh, I cannot wait. The Atlanta Braves snap a four-game losing streak. But will they make a move at the trade deadline? Maybe get another big-time pitcher. And congratulations to Harris County Little League for winning the Georgia State Championship. They will play in the Southeast Regional on August the 4th against West Virginia down at Warner Robins. That game could be on ESPN+. Also, don't forget, it's my NFL teams, 32 teams in 32 days, as I will preview the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs. And it's also Friday, my Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show. I'm going to review, I'm going to preview week eight in high school football. But let's go ahead and get this show started. So as many of you have known for quite some time, that I was born and raised in California. I've lived in the South since 2005. First lived in Memphis, then moved to Georgia in 2006. I've lived in California from 1979 all the way to 2005. Did go to school in Tennessee in 99, all the way up till 2002. I saw a big difference on how California treats college football compared to the South. It is a religion out in the South. In California, nobody cares. But that's a shame because growing up as a sports fan, not only did I root for the 49ers, I also rooted for Stanford and San Jose State and sometimes Cal, even though Stanford and Cal are big time rivals. I've said on this show many times, the most passionate fans in California are Fresno State fans. You're in the Valley. Fresno is a pretty big city in California. They do have a AAA baseball team, but there's really not any professional sports teams that they can call their own. People that live in Fresno tend to be 49ers fans and I guess now Los Angeles Rams fans. I mean, it's right in the middle of California, so you got a mixture of Northern California and Southern California sports fans. But that is about it. The most passionate fans in California is a team from the Mountain West? That just doesn't add up. And their stadium only fits about 40,000 fans. For an entire decade, Stanford was one of the top teams in college football. And nobody cared. Nobody in the media in California cared. Jim Harbaugh and David Shaw built up a powerhouse. Players in the NFL like Andrew Luck Kobe Fleener, Christian McCaffrey, Zach Ertz, and the list goes on. Great NFL players that played for the Stanford Cardinal. And they went to five major bowls, including winning three Rose Bowls. This was an incredible accomplishment by Coach David Shaw, who later took over the program for Jim Harbaugh, who built it up in the early 2010s. 
So as SEC Media Days wrapped up yesterday, and Lane Kiffin really stole the show, his press conferences are always entertaining, it got me to realize how much college football in the SEC just means more. I mean, that is their slogan, right? As fan bases talk smack, and they look at their teams with optimism, because the SEC, any team feels with the exception of Vanderbilt and Missouri, those fan bases feel that with the right moves that they could possibly get into the college football playoff and win the national championship. I mean, can you imagine a team like Ole Miss making it into the college football playoff and winning the national championship? Look at Georgia and Alabama. Georgia is really the blueprint of what Alabama did for a decade. Kirby Smart is Nick Saban 2.0. The way that Kirby Smart pays attention to detail and hits the recruiting trail when no other teams are doing it, he has followed the model of Nick Saban, and that is why Georgia could win a third straight national championship. But with the SEC West being wide open as it is, because even a team like Auburn, with first-year head coach Hugh Freeze, there is some wiggle room, and there are some teams like Arkansas with a veteran quarterback coming back, K.J. Jefferson, that is going to make some noise because I've said before, the SEC West is wide open. Now, Alabama is the favorite, but LSU is right on the doorstep. So this is going to be a great year in college football, and I cannot wait. The Atlanta Braves had an afternoon game at Truett's Park yesterday. They snapped a four-game losing streak, defeating the Arizona Diamondbacks 7-5. But it was Matt Olson hitting two home runs. And then Austin Riley's three-run homer in the bottom of the eighth inning to put the Braves up on top for good. And seriously, as Braves fans, going into that eighth inning, down 5-3, to three, it's like, here we go again. I can't believe the Braves are going to get swept by the Diamondbacks. But that wasn't the case. Austin Riley, who's been the hottest hitter on the team, hits another home run. I believe that's four home runs in three games. Yes. And then Matt Olson hits a home run in the bottom of the eighth just for some churns runs. Rossili Glacius picks up his 17th save. The Braves... Could not get a run across the board until the sixth inning. It was scoreless going into the sixth. Looked like it was a pitcher's duel. But Spencer Strider, he had a pretty good outing all the way up until the seventh inning. I mean, he pitched six scoreless innings and just could not get out of the seventh. Giving up four runs. Giving up four runs. The Atlanta Braves are 62-33. and 33. They still have the best record in the National League. They'll travel up to Milwaukee for a three-game series. First pitch, 8-10 tonight as they are taking on the Milwaukee Brewers. And the Brewers will be back at Truett's Park next week. But the game I am looking at on July the 31st, the three-game series starts between the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and the Atlanta Braves. And hopefully, if you're a Braves fan, 
you'll get to see Shohei Itani. Already has 35 home runs. Can he beat Aaron Judge's record of 62 home runs? And Aaron Judge said he don't, he don't mind if he beats it. Your current standings in the National League East, the Braves have a 10.5 game lead over the Phillies and the Marlins. As the Phillies have lost two straight and the Marlins have lost six straight. So they are not doing any favors to help their cause to try to get back in that division. We've got some big games in the SBL tonight, starting with the Columbus Chattahoots. They are taking on the Brookhaven Bucks. First pitch, 7.05 at Historic Golden Park. And you can catch the games on 106.9 and 99.1 as Tom Callahan will have the call and hopefully Noah Shelton. I've been listening to the broadcast while I've been on vacation. And I just want to say it has been an honor to be a part of the broadcast team with Tom Callahan and Noah Shelton. I've called games with both, and they are true professionals, and it has been a wonderful season. The Chattahoochee Monsters are in action for a doubleheader on Sunday, first pitch 205 at Historic Golden Park, as they will take on the Gainesville Gold Diggers. And the Monsters could help the Chattahoots out, depending on what the Chattahoots do against the Brookhaven Bucks who seems like they've already wrapped up the third seed as we get ready for the SBL playoffs, the Monsters could help the Hoots out. If the Monsters get at least one win over Gainesville and the Chattahoots defeat Brookhaven in both games, the Columbus Chattahoots are going to be the number one seed. The Chattahoots are going to get the first round by regardless. So next week, we're going to have a playoff matchup between the Brookhaven Bucks and the Atlanta Blues. That's going to be an elimination game, one game at Oglethorpe University, and then the Chattahoochee Monsters taking on the Atlanta Crackers. And the game is going to be either at Golden Park or at Kennesaw State. It just depends on who finishes with the better record in the regular season. So gear up, folks. SBL playoffs is coming. All right, I think it's about that time to take that first commercial break. But when we come back, I'm going to talk about Harris County Little League making it to the Southeast Regional Tournament. You don't want to miss it. It's a sports beat. We'll be back. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home, offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Find best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control. 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan. 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in point one miles. 
Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hunterway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the Word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. We are back here on The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE, home of Southern Sports, 99.1 FM in Noonan. This is going to be a very busy show. I might even go the full hour. I've enjoyed myself because I've been on vacation for this past week, but yet I've still been able to get some shows out because there's a lot of sports going on, and I want to make sure that everybody has the right content and that everybody is informed. But hey, I've been following Harris County Little League since the beginning of the season. I was there for the District 8 Championship when they defeated Northern. I was there for the walk-off Grand Slam by Jacob Gilstrap. And I saw how dominant this team has been. At Brinkley Park last night, Harris County Little League defeated Smyrna by a score of 4-2. to to win their second straight Georgia State Championship. And they will represent Georgia in the Southeast Regional. They already know who their opponent is going to be. It's going to be on August the 4th down in Warner Robins. And you can catch that game on ESPN+. The double elimination tournament will determine who will represent the Southeast in the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. So good luck to the Harris County Little League team. Good luck to Coach Gilstrap and the entire community of Harris County. I expect to see a lot of these young players in about four years playing for Coach Dimitri. Speaking of which, congratulations to the former Russell County head baseball coach, Coach Dimitri, who's been a friend on the show. He's also coached baseball at Jordan. He is the new head baseball coach at Harris County High School. And that is a big move for him, and I'm just happy for him and his family because he was very involved with Harris County Little League last year. In fact, his son was on ESPN, and his son also played along with his cousin. And anytime you can come home, I'm all for it. He did a great job building the program at Russell County, and I know he's going to do a great job at Harris County. And He's definitely going to have a squad in four years, but yeah, he's going to do well. The 151st Open Championship going on right now. Round two, currently in the lead at minus eight is Brian Harmon. But the surprise of the tournament is Christo Lampriche, the amateur, in second place at minus five, tied alongside Tommy Fleetwood. Some local Notables, the former Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket, Stuart Sink, is at minus three. He won this thing in 2009. Jordan Spieth is at minus two. And 
Columbus native Russell Henley, who was in contention at the Masters, is at plus two. And there is just something about waking up in the morning and watching coverage of the Open Championship. We tend to call it the British Open, but it's called the Open Championship. And it gets wrapped up by the afternoon. That is really cool that you can actually get up at four in the morning and watch coverage of the Open Championship. Your latest World Cup update in New Zealand and Australia. The FIFA Women's World Cup is going on. The biggest shocker of the tournament was New Zealand upsetting Norway 1-0. Australia ends up getting a 1-0 victory over the Republic of Ireland. And late last night, Nigeria and Canada ended in a scoreless draw. Early this morning, the finals are in the books. Switzerland defeated the Philippines 2-0. And Spain, all over Costa Rica, 3-0 as Spain is one of the top teams in FIFA. They could end up being there at the end. And then later tonight, 9 p.m. first on the pitch, the United States women's team is taking on Vietnam. I'm hoping that it's not going to be the blowout that was in 2019 when the United States defeated Thailand 13-0. But Vietnam is one of those teams that is a lower-ranked team in FIFA. I still think the United States has a tough group because they got Netherlands and Portugal. But I'm pulling for the United States to win their third straight World Cup championship. That would be something that hasn't been done by any country in the history of women's FIFA. So this week, I did five shows this week, but I did not have a guest. With me being on vacation, it is difficult to get a guest on this show. I'm hoping to get several guests on the show next week. Because we have two outdoor soccer teams in Columbus that I want to talk about. Columbus Elite FC and Fountain City FC will be joining the United Premier Soccer League in 2024. As the voice of the indoor soccer team, Columbus Rapids, I am excited about this move. I cannot wait to see outdoor soccer as much as I love indoor soccer. And I'm hoping that the Columbus Rapids come back in year three in the NISL. I've talked about the United Premier Soccer League here on the show because they do have Legends FC up in LaGrange. And that's going to be a pretty decent rival. We got two teams in Columbus and we got that one team in LaGrange. And for those of you who don't know about the United Premier Soccer League, they have over 400 teams in this country. They do have a Georgia division. They do have an academy team out of Atlanta United. I think the next move in Columbus is to get a professional outdoor soccer team like for the women, the NWSL, or get an MLS developmental team, the lower tier from Major League Soccer. I think that Columbus could support soccer because we have the club teams, Concord Fire South, and CYSC, there's a lot of talent in Columbus as far as soccer, as we saw it both from the men and the women 
just seeing how successful the Columbus Rapids were in their first two years in the NISL. All right, it's time for another break. But when I come back, I'm going to have my NFL 32 teams in 32 days. Going to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. You don't want to go anywhere. It's the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We'll be back. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. Dine in. Take out. It's Wishbone Fried Chicken. Right next door to their former location. Bringing you the best chicken around. So great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Hey, sports fans. It's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. It is my NFL 32 teams in 32 days. And I'm here to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, the defending Super Bowl champions, the potential dynasty for the 2020s. They have the best quarterback in all of football. They will open the season in the National Football League on September the 7th, taking on the Detroit Lions. The Chiefs are the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl again. They have the best team. They have the best coach-quarterback combination. Yeah, they lost their offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy to the Washington Commanders. But Matt Nagy, the former Bears head coach, just fits right in. And they don't skip a beat. They have a great organization. I think they have a very underrated defense. Defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola stuck around when he could have got coaching jobs. Even with them losing players like the Honey Badger, Frank Clark, Traverius Ward, the Chiefs' defense is still elite and very underrated because Chris Jones, my word, this guy pretty much pretty much won the Super Bowl by himself with his tip passes. I still say that to this day. I'm still not bitter that the 49ers lost that Super Bowl to the Chiefs, or maybe I am. I'm going to take a look at the depth chart because what Patrick Mahomes has done since 2019 – 2019, Patrick Mahomes became the full-time starter for the Kansas City Chiefs. If D. Ford is not offsides, the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl in 2019. The 2018 season, 2019, in Atlanta. And then the Patriots ended up winning that Super Bowl against the Los Angeles Rams. They win the Super Bowl in 2020 against the 49ers. The following year, their offensive line 
falls apart. And the Buccaneers, with a great pass rush, were able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs 38-9. So the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl two years, went to the conference championship against the Cincinnati Bengals and lost, and then won the Super Bowl last year. So every time Patrick Mahomes plays a full year for the Kansas City Chiefs, they at least get to the conference championship game. That is sustainability, and that is what you would call a dynasty. They lose Tyreek Hill, no problem. They got Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Kadarius Toney and Sky Moore, who's a very underrated wide receiver who's filling in for Juju Smith-Schuster. And they have the best tight end in football, Travis Kelsey. And I'm a George Kittle fan because I'm a 49ers fan. Yeah, George Kittle might be the better blocker, but Travis Kelsey has been putting up numbers for the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs depth chart. There's no shocker. It doesn't really matter who the backup quarterback is behind Patrick Mahomes. Although a guy like Chad Henney can come in in a playoff game when Mahomes gets hurt and win a playoff game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, what he did in that conference game against the Cincinnati Bengals was heroic. And he still had a high ankle sprain and played in the Super Bowl. And he has just been the most competitive quarterback in the NFL that is poised to win multiple championships for the Kansas City Chiefs. The running back, Isaiah Pacheco. What can you say about this guy? He was drafted in the seventh round. And their starting running back from two years ago, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, is the third string running back. Jarek McKinnon, who had that gruesome injury, and then the 49ers brought him back, and he had a comeback story. He's been a very good running back, catching it in the backfield, and he turns up the Jets because his nickname is Jet McKinnon. And I'm excited to see the former Central Red Devil, Justin Ross, return to this lineup. He's listed as a third-string wide receiver. They got Richie James that came over from the Giants. I mean, they have plug-and-play receivers that are going to look good on Sundays because Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. Their offensive line is solid. Donovan Smith, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and Jawan Taylor. Got a great offensive line. They got a newcomer from the 49ers, Charles Ominahu. He is going to be on that line with Chris Jones. Can I just say this? Chris Jones is the best defensive tackle in football. He is the most clutch defensive tackle in football when it matters the most, and he's the reason why the Chiefs won that Super Bowl. The tip passes were huge in that game against the 49ers. George Kotharathis and Derek Nadai also on the defensive line. The linebackers are Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, and Drew Tranquil. The secondary, Trent McDuffie, Justin Reed, Byron Cook, and Lajarius Sneed. You're probably thinking, okay, this defense has got a bunch of nobodies. Not so fast. Steve Spagnola knows how to develop defensive talent. This is going to be a very underrated defense. And yes, the division is a little bit tougher with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. That coach and quarterback combo in this division as well. I think the Raiders are going to be more improved and the chargers are going to be more improved but the chiefs are still the class of this division so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go over the schedule for the kansas city chiefs 
yes, they are the best team in football. Will they go undefeated? Probably not. There's going to be some slip-ups. But just because they have a game on the road against a team that they're supposed to lose on the road, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to lose. What I've noticed from last year, they had trouble with the Bills and they had trouble with the Bengals. Look, it was a very unfortunate what happened with DeMar Hamlin. But if once they canceled that game and they did not allow Buffalo or Cincinnati to fight for home field advantage, the Kansas City Chiefs, it, it was over. When the Chiefs got home field advantage, when the Bengals upset the Bills in the playoffs, otherwise Buffalo and Kansas City would have been at a neutral site in Atlanta. But Buffalo was on pace to win that game, and they would have got home field advantage. We're just fortunate that everything worked out great, and I'm excited that DeMar Hamlin is going to play this year. I'm just happy for him, and I just I can't believe that we were thinking that, how big that game was, and that was the right move to cancel it. But it really worked in the Chiefs' favor. All right, opening day, Thursday night, taking on the Detroit Lions. The Chiefs are favored by seven. I think it's a foregone conclusion the Chiefs win this, and they win it outright big. Then they travel to Jacksonville. This quarterback matchup is going to be solid. Patrick Mahomes and Trevor Lawrence. What Could you ask for a better quarterback matchup? Well, yeah, Josh Allen and Joe Burrow, but this is a great quarterback matchup. When I picked the Jaguars in the beginning of my NFL 32 teams for 32 days, I picked that the Chiefs were going to win. It's in Jacksonville. Not really a hostile environment. The Chiefs really know how to get, get it going in September. They are just one of those hey, we're going to figure it out. We're going to take our 11 guys and we're going to beat your 11 guys. This is going to be a game where the Chiefs are going to win. Week three, Matt Nagy faces his former team, the Chicago Bears. Can Justin Fields develop by this time? Is he going to be ready to face Kansas City and Arrowhead against Patrick Mahomes? Probably not. I think the Chiefs win this game. Week four, October the 1st, the Sunday night football game, Patrick Mahomes taking on Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. Is this where the Chiefs lose their first game of the season? I don't think so. I think the Chiefs end up winning because it is a primetime game. But I think they get up for that game. They go to 4-0. They take on the Minnesota Vikings the next week. It is a road game. It's an NFC opponent. The Vikings have the best receiver in football, Justin Jefferson. If this was a 1 o'clock game, I'd give the slight edge to Kirk Cousins. But because it is a primetime game, you know how Kirk Cousins is in those primetime games. So I think the Kansas City Chiefs end up winning that game. But you got to remember, every team is going to give the Chiefs their best shot. The Chiefs have a big target on their back. And road games are a lot tougher. they got a short week taking on the Denver Broncos. And I think they win that game. They'll lose to the Chargers eventually. I mean, and they got the Broncos again. So you got you got a back-to-back sandwich between the Broncos Chargers and then the Broncos again. I see the Chiefs losing that game to Denver in mile high and possibly losing to the Chargers. But then you have the international series where they go all the way across the pond to take on the Miami Dolphins. And I think they lose that game too. And then on November the 20th, 
on Monday Night Football, the rematch of the Super Bowl. The Eagles are going to be ready for this game. I think that there could be a four-game stretch where the Chiefs could lose all these games. And then they bounce back and they just blow out the Las Vegas Raiders on November 26th. Then they take on the Green Bay Packers. They're going to win that game. I see them beating Buffalo because it's in Kansas City. They finally get over the hump and they beat the Buffalo Bills. And then losing to the Patriots because Bill Belichick is going to find some way to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Foxborough. And then I see them losing to the Bengals. So yeah, we're looking at a 13-4 and season for the Kansas City Chiefs, but I don't know exactly where the losses are going to come. But the Chiefs could finish either 13-4 and or 12-5, and but they might not even get the number one seed. I think the number one seed could be the Jacksonville Jaguars. So going back to that game in week two, you look at how important it is for the Jacksonville Jaguars to get that win. Oh, this has been fun. Next week, I continue my NFL 32 teams in 32 days as I will talk about the rest of the teams in the AFC West. On Monday, I will talk about the Denver Broncos. This once proud franchise trying to get off the mat. They have the quarterback. He struggled last year. But do they have the quarterback-coach combination? Did they get that right? Is Sean Payton the right guy to help get Russell Wilson back to the top? All right, we're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, it'll be time for my high school football preview review show as I'm going to preview week eight in high school football in the Chattahoochee Valley. You don't want to miss it. We'll be back. Help protect your family from flu this season by taking three easy steps. First, get yourself and your family a flu shot. It's quick and can protect you all season. Second, take everyday actions to help prevent the spread of germs like flu. Cover your cough, stay home from work or school if you're sick, and wash your hands often. Third, there are drugs that can treat flu illness. These work best when started early. Learn more at cdc.gov slash fight flu. At Jersey Mike's, they slice your order fresh right in front of you. And let me tell you, watching that can send a rush of emotions through a person. Excitement, impatience, baby-like wonder, indecisive, anticipatory chewing, nervous pacing, happy claps, and finally, jealousy. Because that's this guy's sub. I should order one. Mm, Good idea. Sliced right in front of you. It's a Jersey Mike's thing. A sub above. When you really need something to get you through a long graduation ceremony, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are there to give you a thrill. With varieties like Trolley Sour Bursting Crawlers, the worms' soft and chewy texture, surprising flavor combinations, and neon bright colors will give everyone a reason to celebrate. So when you want to notch the festivities up a couple degrees, Trolley Sour Gummy Worms are the perfect way for everyone to celebrate. Shop now for any trolley that crawls your way. This is Austin Black, and I am the host of Behind the Tunes. Have you ever wondered about the stories behind your favorite songs and the journeys of those that sing them? Well, each week, we invite you to go behind the tunes and step into the stories behind your favorite Christian artists that shape the landscape of today's music.
Hey everybody, this is Andy Crispin. Join me this week for worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week, my special guest is Blake Goss of New Spring Worship. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making ways in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. For us, that scripture came alive because he did a new thing actually in an old place. You don't want to miss a moment of this week's worship with me, your host, Andy Crispin. WQE 99.1 FM, The Key, home of Southern Sports and Talk, Noonan, Sharpsburg, Franklin. And welcome back to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. About to wrap up this show. I've had a great week. It's been a great week of shows, and I can't wait to be back next week to have more shows. But I'm here to talk about week eight in high school football. But I do want to remind everybody, we do have some upcoming media days that is happening. So the high school football media days for Alabama, hosted by Fox Sports 91.9 AM, the game, is going to be held in Opelika starting Tuesday, July the 25th, and it will go all the way to July the 26th. The list of teams that are going to be featured in this media days, including Valley, Lochapoca, Beauregard, Russell County, Auburn, Opelika, Smith Station, Glenwood, Lynette, but one interesting thing that really caught my eye about this media days, no Central. Central's not part of this media days. Anyway, and then on August the 4th, we have the Muskogee County School Media Days where all the teams in Muskogee County will be featured. The coaches, the players are going to be available to the media. And I'm hoping to be there. I know that Thrift Barringer is going to be live streaming it on Georgia Alabama Sports Live as he has really built up that brand, and I'm just glad to be a part of it. Let's go ahead and break down week eight in high school football. It starts Thursday night. Oh, the calendar rolls all the way to October. At Otis Spencer Stadium, you got Southwest taking on the Spencer Green Wave. This is a big region game. And then at Callaway Stadium, you got Riverdale taking on Troop County, another big region contest. On Friday... At Kinnett Stadium, a big rivalry game. Both teams made the playoffs last year. Harris County and Northside. That has got to be a big game for both teams. And then at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium, you got a big region game. Thomasville is taking on the Carver Tigers. And at Otis Spencer Stadium, a region game between Northeast and the Cherokees of Kendrick. Another game of note, Creekside Christian Academy is taking on Calvary Christian as I should be there calling that game because I will be calling the four home games for Calvary Christian this year. want to thank head coach Emmanuel Brenson for giving me that opportunity. Several teams in Columbus that are going to be on the road. The Hardaway Hawks are traveling down to Cairo, Georgia to take on the Syrup Makers. Also, this is the week of the battle for the Brucelli Jug. Brookstone is taking on St. Ann Pacelli at Dimel Field. That is a candidate for high school game of the week. At Callaway Stadium, you have North Clayton taking on the LaGrange Grangers. Columbus is on the road down in Albany taking on Doherty. At Garrett Harrison Stadium, you got the Dothan Wolves taking on the Central Red Devils. 
And the Jordan Red Jackets are on the road taking on the Rutland Hurricanes down in Macon. Some of the teams that are on a bye this week include Smith Station, Shaw. And on Saturday, the Russell County Warriors are taking on the Poets of Lanier at the Cramden Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. Callaway is on a bye. Heard County is on the road in Roberta, Georgia, taking on Crawford County. Northgate travels to Peachtree City to take on McIntosh. Fayette County is hosting Stars Mill. And Trinity Christian is hosting Whitewater. East Coweta is hosting Carrollton. And Noonan is on the road at Douglasville, taking on Alexander. And finally, the Valley Rams are hosting Clay Central out of Lineville, Georgia. So that is it. That's my high school football preview review show for week eight. I want to thank all my listeners who have downloaded the podcast. Don't forget, you can like and subscribe to my Facebook channel and Twitter. I hope everybody has a great weekend, and we will talk to you Monday. Bye, everybody. The Baxters have a new first book. From number one New York Times best-selling novelist Karen Kingsbury, author of life-changing fiction, comes The Baxters, a prequel. The heart-pounding story of Carrie Baxter's wedding. Amidst family tension and the worst storm Bloomington, Indiana has seen in a decade. The Baxters, by America's favorite inspirational storyteller, Karen Kingsbury. Visit KarenKingsbury.com for more information. The Baxters, available now wherever books are sold. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Calvary Sonoy Fellowship is an expository Bible teaching church where we study the Word of God line by line and we apply it life by life. We're here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock on WQEE and we look forward to having you join us. Our church offices are located in Sonoy, Georgia, 6855 Highway 16, Suite 102, Sonoy, Georgia. If you'd like to call us, our number is 770-755. 8243. Or you can reach me, I'm Pastor Bob, at bob at calvarysenoy.org, S-E-N-O-I-A. You also can go to our website at www.calvarysenoy.org. You can reach our YouTube channel there, as well as our Facebook page. Join us at 10 o'clock right here on WQEE. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports 
and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.